Are you struggling to contribute at Trivia Night? Do you find that the subjects of high school tend to cause you fright? Not to worry, we've got a solution of sorts A variety of topics and comedic retorts Your mind's awake, but your body's at ease When you're listening to Topical Breeze Hey Nathan Hey yeah Come here I'm right here I have a secret Is it that we're on a podcast? Welcome to the show. It's Topical Breeze. Topical Breeze. Yeah. Um, and what's funny is it is a secret to most people because our listenership is low. Uh, if this is your first time listening, I'm surprised. How but did you this find is, us? Yeah. <laughs> write us in. Uh, topical Breeze. Pod. Sorry? Topical Breeze Pod. At gmail.com. That's our That's email. Right. Yep. Well, we're plugging it up top here this week, Andy. Let's yeah, fuck it. You can follow us on social <laughs> media at Topical Breeze. Yeah, we're gonna start putting all our ads at the beginning of the episode. And by ads, we mean not things people paid us to no, do. No, absolutely not. Uh, uh, people are paying for it now, but <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever paid us money, of course. Um, so I'm Andy, and that's Nathan. I'm Nathan. Yeah, and this is uh, Topical Breeze, where two teachers take turns. Uh, blah 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 blah. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> That's basically what we do. <laughs> we alternate topics. Uh, we shoot the breeze. And today is an Andy topic. It's a math topic. Ooh, we love a math episode. Everybody love a math episode. Hey, hey. Oh, I see a lot of hands up in the crowd. It's just yours. Hey. <laughs> oh, there. Stevie's getting lit. Stevie's oh, shit, Stevie. Hey, get it. Get it. Get it. Get it. It's bumping in here. Nice. Stevie, it's good to have you back, man. Hey, it's good to be back, man. Had a good vacation. Where'd you go this time? Uh, Europe. I'm sorry, did you just say Europe? <laughs> yeah, I went to Europe. <laughs> Europe, of course, <laughs> is the capital of New Zealand. That's right. Stevie, um, uh, you Kiwi, you. Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> is that offensive to call people from New Zealand a Kiwi? I don't think so but Some, now i think i better check myself I don't know. somebody called me a lemon once and it didn't feel good well, so they I just called you a shitty car uh, <laughs> 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 nice a toyota tercel let's see mm, you toyota tercel <laughs> <laughs> yeah real time looking up slurs uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's a self-reference by used by new zealanders okay though it is also used internationally not considered offensive. Nice. Take Great. that. Take that, you Kiwi. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you say it like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like anything like that. You know? Yeah. You donut. I love donuts, but I'm going to say it like that. Um, I was I was hanging out with a friend earlier this week, and uh, <laughs> we were watching Harry Potter movies, and they made butterbeer. Oh, uh, yeah. And I Have you ever had, like, butterbeer? From like Universal or, or in general? No, I, I have had it from Universal. It's it's insane. Okay, so it's I don't know, so good. I don't know what's normally in it. This had butter, brown sugar, um, like cream, cream soda, butter, cream soda. That's what it is. Yeah. Cream soda, butterscotch, whipped cream. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it tasted like I was drinking a donut. It was yeah. the best thing I've ever tasted. It was also nine thousand calories per sniff. I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, but so it's yeah. damn tasty. It warms you very well. In, the, in these cold months, Andy. It is a cold gotta, month, You got to warm yourself up. These damn cold months. Um, 
So today is a math episode, it's a math baby. Episode. Um, the title of today's episode mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Paradox Lost. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're going back to literature. Yeah, Paradise Lost, of course, being a book by somebody I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> Take that idiot that yeah. wrote Paradise Lost. I don't no. know because I don't do the English episodes. Yeah, it's John Milton. What a moron. John, more like John Milfton. <laughs> Have you seen like this <laughs> this Milf Manor thing? That's yeah. And you kn- did you ever watch Thirty Rock? Oh yes, dude. It's it's literally. Oh my that. god. Oh my god. I never put that together. Yeah. Wow. Guys, go watch Thirty Rock, not Milf Manor. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> um. Okay. So. Uh, paradoxes. What do you know about a paradox? A paradox is something that uh, cannot be true, basically. So it's two things that are contradictory, yeah, more or less. So uh, mutually exclusive, you could say. Yeah. So uh, it's like a situation. Um, what's weird is that paradox is used pretty loosely. Um, paradox can refer to anything that even seems like a paradox. Right. So like. Uh, a paradox is like a self-conflicting scenario where either everything is true or nothing is true or what is true is proven by circular reasoning. Everything is true. Or nothing or is nothing true. Is like true. the outcome of the situation will always be one or the other, but the outcomes that can be always conflict each other. So it's kind of weird. I'm going to have to have an example in a minute. Oh, buddy. that's not quite jiving all with the epi- all, all I got on today's episode's examples. Hear that, everybody. It's the example episode. And welcome Holy back. Shit. Professor- Somebody put <laughs> Professor Plumpkins back in oh the Oh, my God. The where is, he's in the fucking wall. I'm here <laughs> for your pasta. Don't make him a pasta thief. What happened? <laughs> Fuzili. <laughs> I'm Professor Plumpkins. I'm here for your cavatappi. <laughs> Hand over that far folly, oh my, my friend. Oh, my God. <laughs> God damn. God damn. Oh, we're, I think, like, three minutes into wow, the episode. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Well, he's coming back uh, every episode <laughs> if we can. Get back in your closet, yeah. Professor. We'll see you later. He lives in the pantry. <laughs> with all the pasta. Yeah, with all that damn pasta. It's dangerous. Yeah. And it, what were we talking about? <laughs> paradoxes. So, um huh. sometimes a paradox is actually not a paradox. It's a it just seems like a paradox because the answer doesn't make sense immediately. Okay. Uh there are different classifications of paradoxes. Some are logical paradoxes, uh some are just like situational paradoxes, and then some are not actually paradoxes. But we're gonna talk about all that today. Please, please, please. Um I wanted to start with just like a general paradox, and then we're gonna go into some very classic like mathematical paradoxes. Oh. Um some you might be familiar with, some not. Uh-huh. So uh, uh, here's a very classic example of a paradox. And by classic, I mean literally classic. This is one of the oldest paradoxes that um, has ever been written down. This is oh, like a thing in antiquity. This is some fucking Greek guy. Yeah. Guarantee. So here's the paradox. It's called the crocodile paradox. Uh-huh. Uh, and oh, I think I know where know this, this is going. Yeah. So a crocodile eats a clock and then he chases around a guy with a <laughs> hook. How can this be? <laughs> no. Um, that would be the crocodile paraclox, which ah, is easy to mix go. up. Yeah. yeah. No, this is the paradox. Sorry. I... And I yeah. also get that confused with crocodile pair of Crocs, which is actually a cr- crocodile wearing Crocs. <laughs> I get it confused with crocodile pair of rocks, which is when Elton John, <laughs> we got to stop this, <laughs> sings crocodile rock back to back. 
Paragon. This might be unusable. I think this whole no, episode no, 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 might no, no, be unusable. It was going to be unusable no matter what, buddy. <laughs> it's a math episode. Come on, uh, don't kid yourself. Uh, oh, so, wow. Oh, oh, Coming oh, from the math guy. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I would love to hear the crock. Hey. Happy you. <laughs> Why is that Stevie's fucking thing now? He just says happy you. He's just real into you, man. Yeah. Never seen the log. You know the Yule Log. Stevie, if you keep asking <laughs> your employee, your fellow employees, if they want to see a Yule <laughs> Log, you're gonna wind up on the bread yeah, line, baby. Lawsuit, yeah. All right. So here's the crocodile paradox. A crocodile snatches a child from a riverbank. Oh. Um. And of course, to uh, to deal with this paradox, you have to assume that crocodiles can talk. So his. <laughs> So his mother, the, bo- the the child's mother, uh-huh. pleads with the crocodile. It says, please return my child to me. And the crocodile says... Crocodile's in a lose-lose situation. The right? crocodile says, I'll return the boy safely. Oh, my God. But only if you can guess correctly whether or not I will return him. Mm. So the crocodile says, you have to say whether or not I'll return him. And if you're right, then I'll do it. So if the mother says, you will return yes. him, then he will. Because then she has but said the thing that will happen. Okay. But if she says you will not return him, uh-huh. now we have a paradox. Because if she's right, then the crocodile never was going to return the kid. But the crocodile said that he would return, would return her it if, if she was she right. Got it right. So then he would have to return him. So but then so if he did that, it would break the the. So promise. basically, the answer no breaks, breaks the whole situation exactly. So. That's the that's okay. what it, that's why it is a paradox. Um, let's say she says no and she's wrong. She well, says then he, no. She, then the crocodile he like, was going to return him. Right. So then the crocodile's like, "Ha ha! You got it wrong. I'm gonna eat your child." Wait. Now you got it right. Now you got it right. So I'm gonna return it. Like it. This is a parody, A very classic paradox. Um, Idiot crocodile. So this is a uh it is an ancient logic problem it actually a little bit of an english episode sneaking on in oh here oh my god this influenced somebody stop this cross curricular <laughs> content <laughs> the department of education never <laughs> could put a put, put chains on me <laughs> i'll cross every curricular <laughs> this is incredible <laughs> um <laughs> so it actually influenced etymology in the middle ages the word crocodilite or crocodilite came to be used for follower of the crocodile. Right, that's right. <laughs> a crocodilite. All all hail with the crocodile. <laughs> that word came to be used to refer to anything that was like a brain twisting dilemma. Um oh. or um if you like um if you like use circular reasoning or like false reasoning, um you could refer to it as a crocodility. Uh-huh. Crocodility? Yeah, sorry. Can we, we have bring pro- that back? Can we have Professor Plumpkin step out of the closet? <laughs> I'm back. I'm here, and I'm going to say crocodility. All right, thank you. And back to the closet. A little bit of penne for me. <laughs> little bit of yeah, we talked about penne uh, in um, the uh, last etymology episode. Plurals penne. is. Because penne is the plural of penna, which is the Italian word for pen. I'm not going not gonna to do the, no, not gonna go do the hands. No, do it. Do it. I have permission. A pen name. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wee woo wee woo. Oh shit. Yeah. It's it's the wee woos. <laughs> little fairies that come after people who use Italian Jesus slurs. Christ. <laughs> I didn't use a slur. <laughs> I didn't use a slur. 
Oh, Maron, the, the Wii was already here. I didn't say that. <laughs> All right, we're, this is getting out of hand. Um, so that's an example of a paradox. So um, the problem there is that... What was it, a crocodility? The crocodility. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's the thing. Uh, what I mentioned earlier, paradox can be if all the answers are right. So like in that case, it might be that no matter what she says, she gets her child back mm-hmm. because then she's always right. Or you can right. see it as that she's always wrong depending on where you stop thinking about it, like where that cer- that cyclical thinking stops. Uh-huh. Well, it's kind of weird. It is weird and it hurts yeah. a little bit. Um, so these paradoxes have been around as logic problems for a really, really long time because I don't know if you know this, Nathan, but before the internet, people had to th- sit around and think a lot had to yeah uh, no <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell that to the vietnam war um <laughs> i'm just saying some people were dumb as a box of rocks that was a box of rocks <laughs> a, a, a paradox a box of rocks oh no i'm a poet um <laughs> something about that didn't sit right in my head yeah that's the whole point of a paradox my man paradox um so uh let me give you another paradox Okay, I'm ready. Now now we're kind of getting into some math. So okay, we heard one paradox. We heard one fun one, <laughs> and now we're going to learn. So this is a classic problem. Sometimes a paradox is a paradox because of the way that it's set up. So that first one was intentionally designed to be confusing, right? Right, yeah, it succeeded in that manner. Yeah, ex- some paradoxes arise from genuine questions. Like mathematicians exploring situations and you come across something that you didn't expect. Mm. Here's an example of one of those. I swear to God, if we talk about Pythagoras. No, no, no. He's not involved. Okay. Okay. So this is called the boy-girl paradox. Um, okay. So I'm going to ask you a series of questions. All right. Um, I'll try my best to answer truthfully. Okay. So Nathan, Mr. Jones and me... <laughs> No, Mr. Jones and me. When I look at the television. <laughs> Who sings that? Is that Counting Crows? Counting Crows, nice. baby. One, two, three, crows. All right. <laughs> so Mr. Jones has two children. The older child uh-huh. is a girl. The older child is a girl. Okay. What is the probability that both children are girls? Are we assuming that the probability of having a boy and or girl is 50-50? And yes, for the sake of these uh, questions, let's assume that it is 50-50. So the probability that both are girls is 25%. Well, you would typically be right uh, because... Uh, uh, So are we we saying the first one is already a girl? We know this. Right. Uh, So guys, when Nathan and girls and whatever you want... um, what Nathan is referring to as, uh, like, information we already know, he's bringing up something called conditional probability. What you said up top. Right. So Nathan was exactly right when he said... Um, Given two, like, if two I've, kids. Right. You've got a 50-50 boy-girl in the first one, a 50-50 <clears throat> boy-girl in the second kid. That means that the probability of having two girls is 25%. Right. Um, then you... But I started this with the older child is already a girl. So conditional probability is when the situation's result changes based on information you already know. So given that the first child, the older child, is already a girl, uh-huh. the probability that the second child will also be a girl, that's actually just 50%. A 50%. Right. So the question was, what's the probability that both children are girls? 
But if you already know that one child is a girl, really the question is, what is the probability that one child is a girl? Right. The younger child. The second one. So it's 50-50, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to slightly rephrase it. All right. <clears throat> Mr. Jones. And me. Has two children. At least one of them is a boy. What okay. is the probability that both children are boys? What is the pro- so at we at least one is a boy. That's mm-hmm. what you said. That's what I said. I'm a, I'm st- I'm gonna go with fifty percent. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, the most common answer um, is one half. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. The thing is, it actually, if you're really careful about the way that you read into this, it should be one third. But why? Ooh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. So you said at least one of them right. is a boy. So walk me through your process. At least one of them is a boy. We know already mm-hmm. that one is a boy. Mm-hmm. Could be two, but we know at least one is a boy. Right. Then it's the same question as the first one. The question is, what is the probability that the other child is a boy? And that's a 50-50 right. shot. It's the same. It's yeah. Except that's not what I said. Mm. That's the thing, man. That's what makes this a paradox. In so, this case, it is the ambiguity of the question and the way that it's asked. So some people read it one way and some people how? read it a different way. How how do you read that so differently? Because of the way that it's asked, the condition is different. When you say, well, earlier we were just talking about this conditional probability. The first question I said, at least one of them, or I'm sorry, the first question I said, the older child is a girl. Uh-huh. I know specifically there's already a girl child. I'm just focusing on the one scenario where we're dealing with the, the younger child being a boy or a girl. Okay. And this, because you don't know which child is the boy, it kind of throws well, it off. Do you have a pen and paper in front of you? Why does it matter? Do you have a, well, I'll, I'll actually show you. Okay, so we got a pad of paper, um, a pad oh, and paper. Oh, no, I got so I much paper. dropped his freaking microphone. Okay, so um, for folks at home, <coughs> if you've never taken a stats class, um, a really common way to find the probability of something is to list all of the p- possible oh, things that can don't happen. Don't make me do this. Dude, there's not that many. Okay. Um, so let's look at the first example. First example. We so know in the first there's example, a girl. We, we know that the older child is a girl. So let's say that the first column is the oh, older child. Columns? Okay. Yeah, so just Old, put a G there. Young. Okay, so, so then... Why the would I put a G? Oh, girl. G for older. Okay. So that you have a G. Uh-huh. So the older child is a girl. Uh-huh. What, is, what is one thing that the younger child could be? A girl. Okay, so you put a G there. So that's one outcome, G and G. Okay. What's the other only other outcome? The only other thing would could be that the younger child is a boy. Right. So then There's if I'm looking at this, okay. because the only other thing it could be that the younger child is a boy, there's a 50-50 shot, right? You have GG okay. and GB. I have two possible things. Okay, so this is given the pro- the condition that the older child is a girl. Now, this is not all the possible outcomes of having two children, right? Right. What are the other outcomes of having two children? It's the older one could be a boy. Okay, so he's written to be in the old column. And the younger one could be a girl. Okay, so so now you have B and G. So B, old, G, young. Basically, I just need to do the the, the remaining things with the older child as a boy. Yeah. So then you have four. So if you have four, if you have two kids, there are four possible combinations. Yeah, you've got girl, 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 boy, boy, girl, boy, boy. Boy, boy. So I want you to look at that 
what you've written down. Uh-huh. The next example says at least one of them is a boy. How many? No, this fucking sucks. Wh- this no, doesn't make sense. Ho- now, wait a minute. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Impose the condition that one of them is a boy. I know I'm the I know that I'm looking at it and there are three of these that have there one are th- boy listed. There are three outcomes that have one boy listed. It's girl boy, boy girl, or boy How boy. Does that make sense? Dude, I don't know. That's the whole thing. It doesn't make any sense. This but here's the thing, Nathan. When you cover up the GG, right? When when you hey, GG, Ill- baby. GG's. Good game, man. You got me. <laughs> Had me in the first half, not gonna lie. Um <laughs> so the condition is one of at least one of them is a boy. Uh-huh. That eliminates your pool of outcomes to either girl boy, boy girl, or boy boy. The but, follow up question, which is what is the probability that both are boys only occurs one third of the time? Dude, boy girl and girl boy are the same thing. So that's the thing. It's never explicitly stated. Why does stated. it matter which one is younger and which one is older? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so here's the thing. So if that's n- Depending on the person that, like, tackles this, they, they'll either easily understand it to be 50% or they'll easily understand it to be 33.33%. Like, no... Like, this is 50%. And it totally depends on how it's explained in the first place. So there are some different wordings that lead to different mm, rates okay. of thinking one way or the other. So uh, let me give you another example. Please, yeah. This is basically the same problem? Um, yeah. So... Oh, crap. I just lost it. Oh. Um... Oh, okay. So <laughs> actually rather let me let me describe the two different ways of understanding this. I don't I don't want to hear what other people have to say. Oh, okay. I'll just I'm skip right. this. All right. <laughs> so there are two different ways that people understand at least one is a boy. Uh-huh. So from let's say you look at all families with two kids and you only take the ones that have boy children. And then you choose a family at random. Okay. So that's what we just did. Yeah. We looked at all the possible outcomes. We eliminated the ones that only had girls. So then we had boy-girl, girl-boy, or boy-boy. And then we picked a family at random. The probability that that happens is one-third, right? Because there's only one out of those three, the boy-boy, as opposed to boy-girl or girl-boy. Uh-huh. The second one, the second way that you could read this, which I think this might be what you're thinking, Let's say all the families with two kids, you select one child already, and you know that kid is a boy. Right. So you know one kid is a boy. That is specified. That's all we need to know. Then you must know that the second kid can either be a boy or a girl, and it yields an answer of 50%. But it depends on how you read it, because the because it is uh. ambiguous in its question. Now I'll say this. A great way to um, verify... Uh, statistical hypotheses is through empirical data. So, uh, like, I don't give a shit about your data. So, like, let's say somebody is like, "I'll if I roll two dice, I'll roll a seven more than any other number." And somebody else is like, "That's bullshit." You go do it. You go do it for eternity, and you will find over time that you rolled seven the most. Yeah. So it verifies the mathematics, even if you think that might not be true. Right. This is a really hard one to verify. Um, a depending, you just described two methods which will yield okay. different results. Here's the thing. Somebody, uh, a researcher, p- 
posed a, a, a series of questions to a bunch of people. The first question was, um, do you have two children? All people who answered yes were funneled to the next question, which was, is, is at least one, one of boy? them a boy? People who said yes were funneled to the next question, which was, do you have two boys? Uh-huh. About 33% of this, the respondents said I, yes to all of those. I can't. This, How weird is this that? This doesn't... What? It, seriously, Nathan, I don't get it either. But that's the whole point. Do you have... Two children. Okay, start there. Okay. Is one of them a boy? That's not the question. The question is, is, is at, at least, least one, one of them, them a boy? boy. <laughs> I, this, Dude, this I know. fucking sucks. Dude, I know. It's terrible. It's But it's so weird and so cool, and it's terrible. Yeah, you're right. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so with the crocodile thing, you're like, this is a fake crocodile. Crocodiles don't talk. With this, this is like a real-life thing that we just don't get. How weird is that? It's very weird, okay. frankly. So, uh, don't call me frankly. Um, Benjamin frankly. Benjamin frankly. Um, I would like to move on, if that's all right with that's you. That's fine. I'll just be reeling over here. <laughs> reeling in the years. Are you reeling in the years? Why do we sing a lot these days. Uh, hey, man, we just having a good weird. time. Expressiveness is not a bad thing. Okay. Is that Steely Dan? Uh, Reeling in the years? I this I don't know. Okay, and I'm sure that uh, Steely Dan. <laughs> did you, yeah, and Let's did go. you know that Steely Dan's name originated from a dildo in a William Burroughs novel? Is that true? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. You and I know a lot about Steely Ooh, Dan. Yeah, we do. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. So anyway, um, I'd love to hear whatever you have that's going to make me this fucking is, mad next. This is the one that inspired it. <sighs> okay. This is the granddaddy of them all. <laughs> it is. As they say. Are you familiar with the Monty Hall problem? I'm familiar with the Monty Python <laughs> movie. <laughs> Goddamn. Um, yeah. What's the thing with the swallows? Swallows! Like coconuts, like they carry swallows or, or they carry oh, coconuts. Th that's the dude in the castle, right? Yeah. I don't remember okay. how it goes. Great. We're very cultured people. Um, <laughs> all right. So Mon I've heard of this. The I Monty pro I'll Hall probably program. know it, but I don't know off, off the top of my head. Okay. Um, so the Monty Hall problem is not – this is the first example that I'm giving um, of a veridical paradox. So this is a paradox that is only a paradox because people – don't like the answer basically Ooh, that the answer kind of paradox the answer doesn't make sense but it is a verifiably true factual answer uh -huh. it just doesn't make sense cool so cool, cool, cool. it's called a paradox but that's only because it seems like it's impossible all right here's the monty hall problem okay um nathan i would like you to do i need my pen and paper um no i don't think you need a pen and paper okay um um, is there something that I, need, I do need? I need. Can I'm gonna get up and get a couple of bowls from your okay. from your uh, from your sure, cabinet. Can yeah. I get, can I get no, a few feel bowls? Free. Right, I'll be back. You have you have full access to my uh, bowls. Bowl, bowl access. I will um uh, entertain the masses. Keep going. They're right there. Are you reeling in the years? Something 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 something. There's M&M's over there if you want M&M's. 
I don't think they can hear you if you don't talk into the microphone. No, they can hear me. I'm yelling. Okay. So here's here's um okay, here's the Monty Hall problem. <laughs> Nathan, I have um three bowls. Three and bowls. I, and I have a Reese's cup. Well it's a Reese's tree. <laughs> <laughs> Left over from you. <laughs> Alright, Nathan, I'm I'm gonna need you to close your eyes. Uh please close your eyes. I never close my eyes. Nathan, please. Someone will sneak up. Please, okay. fine. My eyes are closed. Okay. I do this for the podcast. Right. I do this for you all. Okay. All right. I hear some clanging around. Is this? Are, are we all doing right. three card Monty right now? Yeah. Is so is? no. So I I put the so for the folks at home. Oh yeah, I should have been talking this yeah, whole time. Probably yeah. So uh, th- for the folks at home, what I just did was I put the bowls upside down and I put the Reese's under a random bowl. Idiot! Now I know what you did. Okay, <laughs> Nathan, open your eyes. Okay. Um. So here's what happened. Um, I have placed a treat under one of these <laughs> bowls. <laughs> treat. Um, and I'm gonna have Nathan play a fun game where he picks which ah, bowl. Classic. Okay. This so is this is the classic, you know, street game. Uh, find the thingy, right? Find the thingy. Okay. So Nathan. Okay. I have bowl number one on the left. Oh, this is this is the let's make a deal. Yes, it, this is kind of from a game show. This one I don't understand. You do not understand. I do understand. Oh, okay, great. Well, then let's just do let's this do for fun. So here is bowl number one uh-huh. on the left. Bowl number two is in the middle. Bowl number three is on the right. Uh-huh. Nathan, I would like you to pick a bowl. All right, Wayne Brady, give me bowl number three. Okay, so Nathan has chosen bowl number three. Now, I am the host. Noticed Andy did not um, protest to being called Wayne Brady. Yeah, thanks. I'll take that. That's not a bad <laughs> thing. Man is tall and handsome and, yeah. and funny and yeah. talented. He can sing. Okay. So you've chosen bowl number three. I chose bowl number three. Now, what are the what's the probability that you've chosen correctly? One third. Thirty-three percent. Thirty-three percent. Okay. So um I am the host. I know where the where the treat is. Right. I'm going to not burp in the microphone. All right. I'm going to lift up bowl number one. Oh, nothing under bowl number one. And so reveal to you that there is nothing under bowl number one. So I know that one of the two bowls left has the Reese's cup. Right. So you have originally chosen bowl number three. Right. Nathan, I'm going to offer you a chance. Would you like to see what's behind door number two? Do you want to switch? Do you want to switch your answer? I do want to switch. Okay. Well, should I say I don't want to switch? Say you don't want to switch. I don't want to switch. I- I'm-, I'm good with my original gut. The question, I think I've got it. The question is, does it matter? Does it matter if you don't switch or if you switch? And Andy... I'm going to say it doesn't matter. Okay. Well, unfortunately, Nathan, you go home empty-handed. But that's not the point. The point is that when people get to this final stage and they are faced with a decision to switch or not to switch, Mm -hmm. they perceive this as a 50-50, right? You either switch or you don't. Or you keep your original Or you keep your original. But really, you should switch. You should switch if this is the situation. Always. You should switch every single time. Absolutely. Which is really weird. So then you're like, why would I pick in the first place? What's even the point of picking in the first place? Because what happens here, the probability that you get it right on the first pick is, like you said, one out of three. So the inverse probability is that you're wrong two-thirds of the time. In mm-hmm. other words, there's a two-thirds chance that it's in bowl number one or two. Mm-hmm. When the host 
lifts up bowl number one. It's all about you giving one of them exactly. away. Exactly. Because I decide to do this. Because you just sh- changed the odds. I cha- Well, I didn't. I didn't change the odds. Sorry. You changed the odds for like for the ne- my next decision. Right. So uh, by revealing that there's nothing behind bowl or under bowl number one, the probability doesn't change. Nathan still only had a one-third chance of getting it right. The two-thirds chance that it was underneath bowl number one or two still stands. You just now know it's not under bowl number one. Mm-hmm. So you actually have a two-thirds chance of getting it right if you switch to the bowl number two every single time. Now, a lot of times, I believe in myself and I trust myself and I think okay. I chose the right bowl. Right. So I'm going to keep my original bowl. There's literally, there's mathematically there's, speaking, there's mathematically no, no reason, reason to do, do that. that. Yeah, you you double your odds of winning if you switch every time. Yep. The reason people think that this is a 50-50 is because they're not thinking conditionally. Like, or rather... It's it's a step-by-step thing. Yeah, it, it's... When, people you, look, when you choose it first, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. But then when you get down to the, to the f- final thing here, you have two bowls in front of you, and people are like, switch or don't switch, there's only two options. So, I was talking earlier about it, like, being a veridical paradox. People can't get over the fact that it's not a 50-50. They think it's this or that, switch or don't switch, when in reality the probability of the original situation carries over because it's not a different situation. It's a continuation of the situation. Right. Sorry, I got that fucked up in my mind just like thinking about it. Like I understand like why you should, why you should switch, but I got the probabilities and stuff mixed up in my head because I was thinking that it's a 50-50. Oh, no, it's not. It's you not. should always switch. Um so yeah, uh, this is called the Monty Hall problem. It's named after this guy Monty Hall. He was a host of Let's Make a Deal, and like, there's exactly. always there. Yeah, right. There's like, um, uh, door number one, yeah. a car. Right, door number. Yeah, right. So do you want to? S- we'll show you. Or yeah, you guess it. One of these has the new car. Right. You have to pick the right door. Um, it's not like there's actually. Like, that didn't happen a lot where then, like, he would show what was behind the door. It's just named after him because it was very easy to say, let's say you're on Let's Make a Deal. Right. Um, So, here's where it kind of became popular. Um, It was originally posed... Do I get the treat? Do you want the Reese's? I mean, if I did a good job, I feel like... Well, you got it wrong. Okay. Okay. So, Nathan has reached... Nathan, like a child, has put his hand, his, his grubby little fist into my cookie jar... And taking the these reasons. are my fucking bowls and my reasons. Some host you are. Okay. All right, everybody, listen to me eat this okay. Reese's <laughs> tree. Yeah, there's a lot of noise involved. Mm, peanut butter. Okay. So, um, this problem was originally posed in a letter um, from Abraham Lincoln by a guy named Steve Selvin um, to the magazine American Statistician in 1975. It oh. didn't really reach popularity. Until it was quoted in uh, Marilyn Vos Savant's. You're telling com- me there's not a huge following of American Statistician? Eat ass, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was quoted in a newspaper magazine called Parade. Um, I've heard of Parade. It's, yeah. So this was back in 1990. It ran until 2022, actually. So it's no longer. It's no longer. <laughs> Rest thing. in peace. Um so Marilyn Vos Savant was uh, an American columnist. So she she wrote this column. She had this column called Ask Marilyn. Okay. Oh, one of those. And it was, and she's super super smart. 
Um, I think she has the highest recorded IQ in the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, what? Yeah. So like, she's That's not insane. she's not a joke. Like she is she gets it. It's not like one of these. My husband is distant. What should I do, Marilyn? Like. <laughs> You, oh, you're talking about when people call into Ryan Seacrest. Right, yeah. She's not Ryan Seacrest. So Marilyn gets this question sent to her, and the question is, suppose you're on a game show and you're given three choice, or mm-hmm. you're given the choice of three doors. Behind one door is a car. Behind the other's goats. You pick door number one. The host says, um, hey, uh, number three has a goat behind it, and then he shows you the goat, and then he gives you the chance to switch to door number two. Right. Is it in your advantage to switch? So Marilyn Vos-Savant says, absolutely you should switch because you have a two-thirds probability of winning a car. So people like were just like, hey, what should I do if this happens? I don't know. Let me write the magazine. No, it was a – this this was developed out of a mathematical problem that was so then, posed in an interesting way in the magazine American Statistician. Because and then they were just like, let's test Marilyn on this, see if she gets it. Yeah, her whole thing was that she's apparently the smartest person in the world. So they're oh, going to send okay. her questions like this. I didn't know if it was like a, let's see if we can get her kind of column. I thought it was like gen- genuinely, hey, I don't know about this. Can you explain it, Marilyn? No, I think the whole point of it was that like she can answer tough questions. I think maybe some of it was personal, but like this isn't something that would have been I didn't out mean of the personal, but like things that you actually did no, this sounds like people no, like, like knew the solved. answer and we're like, let's see if we can get her. Okay, so she said that you should switch. Of um, course. Because she is very smart. She understands probability. Uh, not that this is an easy problem to understand, but just generally speaking, she had a background. So she explains it and it caused a friggin' uproar. <laughs> people were furious. Um, they wrote in... And and rejected her explanation. Um, Ten thousand readers, including a thousand of them who had PhDs, wrote to the magazine. That's insane. A thousand people with PhDs wrote to the magazine and said they were that she was wrong. <laughs> and they gave, and she responded, and the magazine responded, and they were given explanations and simulations, like and computerized diagrams, simulations. Yeah. Like, let's do this literally thousands of times. Let's say you switch every time. Look, you win two-thirds of the time, right. at, like, overall. Um, they were given proofs, and people were like, no, I'm not going to switch. Like, it, people just well, they hate trust, it. trust their gut. One of the best mathematicians in history, his name was Paul Erdos, um, he was like one of the most prolific mathematicians of the 20th century. He didn't believe it. He no saw proofs. He didn't way. believe it. He remained unconvinced. Are you serious? Until somebody showed him a computer simulation. Because like, I understand this. Yeah. Hey, look out, mathematicians. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming for you. Come on, ass. Paul. <laughs> I'm coming for your ass, Paul. Um, so like I said, this is not the first of its kind. Um, there are... It it is a much simpler, more easily recognizable version of a of a mathematical problem called Bertrand's box paradox, <laughs> which um, <laughs> it's basically something of the similar sort with more complicated language, which it, it's uh, several uh, decades older. The Bertrand's box paradox comes from like 1889. So are we going to get into that? Or no, okay, no, because it's like it it kind of has the same, same ending, so it's gotcha, not as exciting gotcha, now that you gotcha. know what the ending is. Yeah. Uh, I want to give you another veridical paradox. Let's do it. This one's called the potato paradox. 
Tater Paradox. You got so it. I had never heard of this one until I started looking into other veridical paradoxes, mm, and okay. I think this one is great. Do I need my paper? Uh, yeah, it probably wouldn't hurt. Okay, okay. All right, so here's a, here's the paradox. Fred brings home Fred a hundred pounds. No, I'm sorry. All right. This is so stupid. All right, erase that. Fred bring brings home a hundred kilograms. Of potatoes. So this is one of those dumbass word problems where people bring like seven wheelbarrows full of watermelons home. Okay. How how much is 100 kilograms of potatoes? Look that up right it's now. Like se- it's like 70 pounds. No, no, I got a hold. No, it's more than that. It's like 100 and something pounds. Sorry, I don't remember the kilograms to pounds conversion. I think a kilogram so is more. So I just more. looked up. Kilo is more. So this is like, what, 180 180 pounds or something like that? So I just looked up how many pounds of potatoes McDonald's uses in a day. I don't and it's 9 million. This is some so dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is Fred. Okay. Anyway, so he uses 100. No, I think a kilogram is less than a pound. It's not. Look mm. it up. You're the guy. You just said, you just said, let me look it up. And you pulled up a McDonald's yeah, fact. Look. A kilogram is two and a half, is 2.2 pounds. Yeah. So this is 250 pounds. 200 220 pounds. 220 sorry. 220 pounds of potatoes. All right. Whatever. He loves potatoes. Maybe he runs a restaurant. Eat my this ass. is why people hate. Shut math. the fuck <laughs> up. Okay. All right, so sorry. I have Fred. So and Fred, kilograms this is why potatoes. people hate math. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Fred brings home 100 kilograms of potatoes, which. By the way, I don't know if you know this. Potatoes consist of 99% water. I didn't know that. You should write that down. They consist of 100% yumminess. And they, <laughs> they consist of 100% goodness. <laughs> Where's the gnocchi? <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. What does he sound like? Well, uh, Professor Plumpkin. Okay, he's got more of a pop on his peas. <laughs> Where's the gnocchi? Okay, so, Professor Plumpkins, if you have a pop on your peas... <laughs> <laughs> See a doctor. See a doctor. <laughs> All right. So uh, 100 kilograms of potatoes. 99% water. 99% water. Got it. So Fred leaves them outside overnight. Outside. Got it. And uh, through evaporation, they lose, they lose some water, and now they are 98% water. Okay. What is the total weight of the oh potatoes? Oh, my God. Okay. So I have 100 kilograms of potatoes. That's right. 99% out of of those 100 kilograms are water. Okay. Over time, overnight, they go down to 98% water. Okay. There's some weird math here because I think think the automatic answer would be... um, there's 99 kilograms left. Right. Like it's pretty close to 99. Maybe like 98.9, something like that. Right. Whatever 1% is, right? You lost a percent. Yeah. Or maybe it's pretty close to 99 because you only lost a percent of water. Y- yeah, you only lost a percent of water, but not a lot. So I'm going to say like it's like 98, 90. You can say 99. I don't know what you mean. Okay. 98.7. Yeah, the answer is like 50. That. Motherfucker! Yeah, right. What the fuck? No, 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 no. Okay, and here's the thing. This is. <laughs> hold, on, hold, on, hold on. You said. Yeah. Fred buys a hundred kilograms of potatoes. That's right. Which are ninety nine percent water. That's yeah. That's correct. And ninety eight percent of water is left. That's right. Afterward. 
Well, no. He I, leaves them outside sorry, overnight so that they consist of 98% water instead of 99%. So, so they didn't lose a percent of water. They lost enough water to change the makeup. What? <laughs> this is what it is because people think it only lost a percent. But that's uh, not what happened. It changed the ratio okay. of water to dry mass. Okay. So that's why this is a veridical paradox. Because everyone's like, it only lost a, pr- a little bit of water. No, no, so no. Wait, so, It changed so the like a whole 50 lot. 50 kilograms? Yeah, 50 kilograms. It lost half it the lost weight. Half of the potatoes? Half the weight. Here's why. Mm, this is still not All making right. sense. Here's the thing. If the potatoes are 99% water, right. how much is dry? One percent. So one percent of the mass of of the potatoes. One kilogram. Okay, exactly. One hundred kilograms of potatoes contain one kilogram of dry mass. Okay. The mass doesn't. That mass doesn't change, right? The dry mass doesn't change. If the water evaporates, in order to make the potatoes ninety-eight percent water, the dry mass must become two percent of the weight, right? So the dry mass. Hold on. Does that make sense? Not really. Okay, so if 99% of the potatoes are water, then 1% is, let's, right. let's say, let's just call it scruff. Sure, let's call it scruff. 99% of potatoes are water, 1% is it's scruff. It's beard hair, yeah. <laughs> fuck off. So if the potatoes are 98% water, then it would stand to reason that the other 2% is scruff, right? The dry shit. Right. If, if that's the case... That's double what it was before. But the amount of scruff didn't change, right? Like, scruff didn't appear. It didn't double. What happened was water went away so much so that scruff became 2%. So what happened there? This can only be achieved with a new proportion. Since the proportion um, that is dry mass doubled... In order to maintain it all, the total mass must have been halved. So what you're telling me is yep. that our new proportion or whatever. Mm-hmm. So instead it's so, of it so, being so it's it's forty nine kilograms water now. Uh-huh. And still one kilogram. This is the key. Dude, yes. Okay, seriously, I swear to God, Nathan, I didn't even get this far on my own. Like, I, I had to read in this because it wasn't not making sense to me. But what you just wrote is exactly correct. So what? So here's what happens. There's th- there's still one kilogram of water. Exactly. No, it's, one it's kilogram a, it's of a, scruff. One right. kilogram it's, of scruff. It's a, it's a cross-multiplication exactly. problem. Exactly. It's, it's just a proportion. That's all it is. Well, I, is cross-multiplication the right word for yeah. that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you do proportions. It's a this over that equals this it's over that. It's a ratio. Yeah. So here's what he just, t- just to break this down. So when you're, thinking of, when you're thinking of 100 kilograms of potatoes, if 99% is water and 1% is dry mass, then the ratio is you have one kilogram of scruff, one kilogram of dry mass, t- to 99 kilograms, right, of, of water. So it's 1 to 99. Yeah. If it goes down to 98, well, either the 1 has to come up to 2 to keep it at 100 to keep the to keep well, it still to be a potato because we didn't lose any potato we you just didn't, lost water. Yeah. Just lost water, not potato. But that's not so what the, happened. The, the 1 has to stay the same, so you have to change the right. other number to match. Exactly. So if that. you look at that proportion, 
one kilogram to 49 kilograms of one kilogram of scruff to 49 kilograms of water. Well, in percentages, one out of 50 is two yeah. percent. Yeah. Um, and 49 That's, out of 50 is 98. It's still the the idea of this problem still doesn't make any fucking sense to me okay. because how are you losing 50? kilograms half the mass of water overnight first of all well right obviously maybe maybe it was the hottest that's kind of where my okay. my gripe begins maybe, perhaps it was one of them alaskan nights that lasts for a very very long time you know where the sun don't ever come up yeah so how's it evaporate dumbass shit shit <laughs> shit 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 um <laughs> get wrecked idiot um so how this water's evaporating at night part of it is just how it's red so like they consist of 99% water, and then they consist of 98% water. Yeah. So the 98% is 49 out of 50. I understand it, but I'm not happy about 98 it. 98% is 49 out of 50. 99% is 99 out of 100. That's yeah. another way of thinking about it. Yeah. Um, for more information, um, do your own research. Uh, see your local doctor or <laughs> something. I don't know. Okay, you ready for one last one? Let's do one more. You're not going to like it. I fucking won't. <laughs> I guarantee you that. Nathan, when I say... I spent hours <laughs> looking at this. No, <laughs> no. I don't want it. I don't want it. You can have it back. I return. Seriously, to I'm gonna be honest Fuck with off. you. I'm gonna be honest with you. This you led still me don't understand it. Is that where we're going? No, I do. Great. Kinda. Fuck <laughs> off. No, fuck okay. me up, man. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Here's the scenario, Nathan. Uh, can I have um? Can you give me a couple pieces of paper? Oh my god, this guy is so fucking needy. Here, rip that. Okay, I'll rip you a new one. Oh, promise me that. Okay, okay. Actually, we can do it with just this. We can do it with just this one piece of paper. And here's another. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. So, um, Nathan, can you close your eyes for me? Oh, I swear to God, how many of these fucking things are gonna start with me closing my eyes? All right, eyes are closed. I just love it when he closes his eyes. Now, earlier it was interesting. Nathan uh, said that he was worried about somebody coming up behind <laughs> him if he closed his eyes. <laughs> um, but um, obviously that can't happen because we're uh, the only two people here. That's not true. And you it know is it. Ah! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank yes, you. Sir, I fucking hate this. <laughs> I fucking hate it here. Everyone, my fiance just come up and, and like stabbed me in the back. Yeah. Um, you deserve I that. won't close my eyes ever again. Thanks <laughs> a lot, Andy. Okay. So, Nathan, what I have before me, we'll call them two envelopes. This is... Okay. And I... Only I'm one of them has anthrax. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Do, do, do. That's my anthrax song. Do, do, do. <laughs> okay. So, here's the thing. Do you want to hear my anthrax, anthrax I, song? I, I really do. Yeah. This is the anthrax song. <laughs> Cry the river and drown the whole world. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so here before me, I have two envelopes and I say, Nathan, mm -hmm. in these envelopes, there is money. A million dollars. Now I'm not going to specify how much money is in these envelopes. Is there money in both of them? There is money in both. Oh, okay. You're always a winner. Now I will tell you this. Uh-huh. One of these envelopes contains double the money of the Ooh, other. Ooh, okay. So I would like to let you pick one and you can take the winnings home. Now pick it, but don't open it. Go ahead and pick one. Okay, so Nathan has picked an envelope. I have an envelope. And it does not matter which one he picked. So he, you have an envelope in your hand. Yeah. So, Nathan, um, what do you know about the envelope in your hand? It is worth some amount of money. Okay, so what do you know about the envelope in my hand still? It could be worth double the amount of my envelope. Or 
half the amount of my envelope. Right. You could have the bigger envelope or I could have the bigger envelope. Right. Now, I am feeling merciful today. I would like you to open your envelope. Oh, okay. What does it say? I have $100. 100 smackaroons. So what does that leave? big guys. What does that leave to be in mind? So that is either 50 or 200. The question is... And I'll do you switch? Do you want to switch with me? Do you want to take that risk? So, so let me think this through. So there could be 50. Yeah, that's right. There could be 200. Absolutely. On average, there's $125 in an envelope. So I'm switching. Okay. Give me that shit. Okay. So, so Give me that hold shit. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you just say? What did you just say? On average, what? On average, there's $125 in the envelope. How? Could be 50. Uh huh. Could be 200. So where are you getting 125 from? I add up 50 and 200. That's 250. Okay. And the average. Yeah. Between those two is 125. So, and statistics we call that an expected value. Right. That's what I meant. That's what I was thinking, right. but I didn't remember so the word. So we talked about this in the gambling episode. An expected value of, let's say, a six-sided die. Did you not trade me? No, I, I'll make it a point, Nathan. Oh, okay. Uh, the expected value of a six-sided die is three and a half. So it's one, you can roll a one, one-sixth of the time. You can roll a two, one-sixth of the time. You can roll a three, one-sixth of the time. So you multiply all those. One times one-sixth, two times one-sixth, three times Basically. One-sixth, and then you add them up. So the expected value of a die is three and a half. Or if I break this down to more of, I guess, my level of yeah. thinking... You have a 50-50 shot. No, the gains that I get from it being more is $100. If it's less, it's only $50 less. So I have more to gain if it is double. Well, yeah, uh, kind of. That's one way to think about it. So, Well, mathematically, okay, never mind. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. But I like what you said first. On average, you get 125. That's an expected value because there's a 50% chance that I have... um, $50, $50, and there's a 50% chance that I have $200, right? Yeah. So 50 times one half is 25. 50... Oh, I didn't do that. Yeah, no, no, well, that's what you did. It, you just did it a different way. So $50 times one half, which is the probability, 25. 200 times one half, the probability is 100. You add them together, the expected value of my envelope is 125, where the expected value of your envelope is guaranteed to be... $100. So no matter what the numbers are, the expected value <laughs> of my envelope is always higher than your envelope, Nathan. Let's say that it was a thousand dollars. You open up and you see a thousand. I have a thousand. That would force the expected value of my envelope, if we did the same math, to be one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. So you're gonna tell me? Not a thousand dollars. I'm keeping mine. So <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you're telling me that no matter what you open in your envelope, you always want to switch to the other one that you didn't pick? Yeah. Nothing changed, Nathan. Yeah. Nothing changed. Uh, so? So it shouldn't matter. It's weird that it matters, right? No. What? What do you mean? Nathan, shouldn't, aren't they identical envelopes? Is this not the, like, definition of a 50-50 chance? Oh, I didn't even think about the beginning of this where I just chose one. And then all of a sudden I'm like, no, I want the other one. No matter what? So you picked one, you opened it, and you said, you know what? Actually, no matter what this says, I'm always going to go for the other one. Why does that? I'm right. No, you're not right. What do you mean I'm not right? Nathan, that doesn't make any damn sense. Mathematically, I'm right. No, you're not. (laughs) What do you mean? 
That's the thing, because it looks like mathematically you're correct. I could write you innumerably many proofs that would prove that you're correct, but all those proofs would be flawed, because that doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense. No, Nathan, it doesn't make sense. You're going to tell me that no matter what you pick, no matter what you pick, I always want the other one. Yeah. Because it could be double. Okay, but Nathan. Regardless of what I pick, it always could be double. So that would mean that it would make sense that I, the holder, should always not, that I always never want you to switch, right? Yeah. Okay, so let's do this again. But we're going to look at it from my point of view this time. Okay. Nathan, you picked the envelope that had this $100. $100. So you have that. Uh Uh-huh. So uh, let's say I don't know what's in the envelopes. Let's say I'm just a middleman, and I open my envelope. I see $200. So you know that you have... Right. So that means that you either have 100 or um, 400. 400. Okay. So I definitely want to switch because the expected value there would be 250. Okay, switch me. So it's supposedly in both of our best interests to switch every time? That's insane. Yeah, right, Nathan. But I believe it. No. (laughs) No, you shouldn't. No, 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 I do. Why not? So here's the thing. Expected value only works if the va- if no 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 people it, have lied to me it, my whole life. No no no. I've been told that expected value. Nathan, it's not a 50-50 chance. Uh, there's a few different ways of looking at this. The first is that the way that we're looking at this as a probability it's not really a, it doesn't really apply here. So, let me let me put it to you this way. <sighs> let me put it to you this way. Um it's not. A I fifth thought I had this whole fucking yeah. game figured out, <laughs> but you didn't because if you can run the same math for both of us, and somehow it's in both of our best interests, so to we both every switch, time. and but we're both happy. No, that doesn't make any sense because neither of us know. You know, but we don't know. But let's say we switched every time. Yeah, but then one of us would always win, and one of us would always lose, and it would come out to fifty-fifty. It's n- but it's Fuck. not a true right. It doesn't make I didn't sense. Think about that. So where's the l- where's the gap here? Why doesn't this expected value hold? Uh, you got to tell me because so I don't is, fucking this understand. This is the paradox. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, let's say, where's your envelope? Okay, here's your know. here's your hundred. You have picked this hundred dollar envelope. Thanks, man. When I said that there's a fifty percent chance that I have a that I have either double your amount or half your amount, that's not true. That that's not how this works. What do you mean? The amount in my envelope is predetermined. It doesn't. It's not fifty percent more, or fifty. It's not a fifty percent chance it's of being more. It's not a probability. It's not even a probability. It's already You're determined. You're just lying. Got it. <laughs> so that part of it, but that's how you see it, right? It's either this or this. It's a fifty-fifty. There's nothing determining whether it's the bigger amount or the but smaller. You amount. wrote it. You already decided what it is. But let's say I don't even know. Like let's say I don't know what's in this envelope, man. So that's what I'm saying, because the 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 crux is this. Because you don't know what the numbers could be, okay. right? You opened your envelope and you saw a hundred, and then based on that, you're like, okay, he either has two hundred or fifty, but it could have been any number. You could have opened up and seen a thousand. So you, so it's you, completely random. It's not. I mean, it's not. It's not a fifty-fifty that I have anything because it's completely random. So, More so, so it's, it's predetermined it's, what I have in my envelope. But it's a it's, lie in the setup. Then that's not like. Well, yeah, what, but no, no, no. The setup, what I was explaining to you, the 50-50 yeah. thing, didn't it make sense as we were going through it? Yeah. Yeah, but that's why we went through it like but that, because that's the most easy way you to... You also could have said, here's your here's your paper. I have a different number on mine. Do you want it? Right, right, right. But 
the double and have thing is okay. That still works. That's not the issue. What? That's not the issue, that it's double It could or be half. double. It could be half. Right, but it's not a 50-50. We imposed mm. the 50-50 on it. That's the problem. It could be double. It could I, be half, but we uh, imposed the probability. God. That probability doesn't Damn exist. it, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so pissed right this now. This sucks. Um, so are you familiar with the concept of Schrodinger's cat? Uh, I'm familiar with the concept of... Say it. Schrodinger's Shrat. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you actually know anything about Schrodinger's cat? Yeah, yeah. What do you know about it? it? He's a psychologist. He has a box. The cat is either dead or alive right. in the box. But if you open the box, the cat dies. So the like whole that. concept of Schrodinger's cat is you don't know if it's dead or alive, and you can't look. Yeah, like there's a scientist. He has a box that that is airtight and sound tight, and he can't see in the box or whatever. And there's a switch that sometimes it puts poison gas in there and sometimes it doesn't. And he flips the switch and he flips it back off. And before he opens the box, philosophically speaking, the cat is in a state of both being alive and dead. Because we don't know if the right if it's been killed by the gas or not. And it isn't until he opens the box that the universe makes the decision to make the cat dead or alive. But... It's philosophical only. You and I both know that no matter what actually happened, the cat is either dead or alive, right? right? And the probability of him being dead or alive is not 50-50 because the event was random to begin with. This is like a mathematical version of Schrodinger's cat. This fucking sucks. It's not 50-50. I either have more or less, but there is no probability. It's not a 50-50. It's completely <laughs> random. So if it's random, it should be 50-50. It's not 50-50. That's not random. Random, over time, you either have double or you have less. No. Those are two outcomes. No, that, but those two outcomes aren't necessarily equally likely because they're completely if random. If it's random, it has to be equally likely. No, that's not true. It's random. Over time, <laughs> would it not be? No. Random is not the same as equally likely, dude. <sighs> Nor is equally likely. Flipping a coin is not random. Flipping a coin is 50-50. That's what makes it probability. This fucking no, I I'm I can't I can't <laughs> do this anymore. I'm serious. This is this is too much. Do you want a be- Do you want an easier way to think of this? I don't know, man. You can think of this in terms of expected value if you consider your initial pick to be part of that value. So like you picked a hundred bucks. Uh-huh. If you consider that to be part of your profit, then switching, like, oh, so then it's so then it does work. <laughs> Wait, run me through them one more okay, time. Okay, so yeah, so you, you I have a hundred dollars. You but so you're net a hundred right now, right? Right. So in this scenario, you add like knowing what you have, uh huh. Um there is okay, so hold on. So there the way to think about this I have a hundred dollars. Right. If I get the fifty, I have I'm minus fifty. One of these envelopes has double what the other one has, right? So let's say you pull the 100. It is either the case that you have 100 and I have 50, right? In which case... So I need to start from 100. So I'm either negative 50 or plus 100. Ro- no? Right, yeah. So then if you switch, you go back to zero, basically. So, okay. So hold on, hold on. Maybe, maybe this is easier to think about without actual numbers. Okay. Let's talk about it in terms of variability. Uh. So you have X amount in one envelope, and you have 2X in the other. Sure. Let's say, for example, you select the envelope with X first. 
So okay. it's a lower amount. If you swap, you get you gain X amount, right? Yes. Um, so if you select the envelope with more 2X, you lose X amount when you swap. So on Whoa, average... What? Uh, okay. If I, s- if I start with Let's X. go back to numbers. Let's go back to numbers. You have $100. I right have $100. Now. Okay. So let's say that you have the lower amount. Uh-huh. If you switch, how much do you gain? I gain $100. Okay. So you have gained $100. Let's say you have the bigger amount. Okay. And you switch. I lose $100. Okay. So then, so then it's equal. So then it's okay. Um, swapping is not better than keeping. Okay. You're actually okay. And in this case, we can talk about expected value. Um, so you have half a chance the first time round of selecting the double amount, 2x. And you have half a chance of selecting x. Okay. And in yeah. that scenario, the expected value is three halves, whatever the amount is. So if you think about it with your first choice and your second choice together, the expected value of whatever you wind up with is always three halves, whatever the amount that you see is. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I, I think. honestly, I don't like to see it this way. I think that's lame. I prefer the scenario where um, everything is random, nothing makes sense. We were born um, out of dust, and to dust we shall return. I like the potato problem more than this. Okay. This is my. This is the worst. This is the most trouble I've had. Yeah. Y- this is this is your magnets, buddy. Everybody's got <laughs> magnets, <laughs> and everybody has their magnets. <laughs> so. Um, Admittedly, um, there is a phenom. I'm just gonna give a shout out to to this. Um, there is a pretty mathematically heavy YouTube video. Um, I don't know if you've taken a stats class, you'll probably be fine. Um, but it's called the two. Which en- I have. Right. It's called the two envelope problem. Um, by the uploader Formant. F O R M A N T. Um, he explains what I was talking about with the randomness in a really beautiful mathematical way. Um, it is a 30-minute video because he That's ex- about how long we spent on it. <laughs> Basically, what I went through and at the beginning where I was like, that shouldn't make sense. He describes why it should make sense in like, f- uh, I think like three different ways. And then he explains why the paradox is a paradox mathematically. And then he gives a couple of easy solutions. But generally speaking, Easy solutions. Generally yeah. speaking, he didn't talk about the whole, like, um, if you consider your first pick to be part of it, then the expected value does work out. But, like, once you've made your pick, there is no expected value for what the other thing is. It's just random. And you can't put an expected value on randomness. I don't like, I don't like talking about random anymore. Okay. Because I thought that I had an idea of what that is. No, you don't. No, I don't. No. So... We'll talk about that in another episode, I'm sure, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Sorry, we'll talk about that in one of my nightmares later tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, Nathan, thanks for tagging along. Um, uh, folks, you're, s- you're very welcome. Um, I thanks would, for having I me. I would like to say um, that the Monty Hall problem is a great problem that you should mess with people with. Um, and also, uh, in the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they talk about the mm-hmm. Monty Hall problem. And Nathan, your frustration right now, just like with Captain Holt's frustration in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah. um, like most problems, can be solved by fucking your husband. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he gets over it in the show. I'm, yeah, He's like fighting with his husband about the Monty Hall problem, and somebody else is like, you guys just need to have sex so you stop arguing about dumb shit. And he like feels better, and somebody's like, 
Do you feel better? Yep. Is it because you understand the math? Nope. Is it because you had sex? Yep. So. Cheers, Captain Hall. All you nerds out there, get some. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for tuning in. I'm thanks, Andy. everybody. I'm Nathan. Yo, ho, ho. And a bottle of thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Or we won't, but it's Up not a 50-50. You. I'll tell you that much. It's not <laughs> sure as fuck not random. Nope. <laughs> Bye. Toodle. I'm not fucking talking to you, asshole. <laughs> we cannot start <laughs> like that. <laughs> 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 All right, we got our cut for <laughs> the end. Damn it, we got God our damn outtake. It. All right, all right, all right. This is real. This is real.